Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Wednesday, December the 22nd. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am here to discuss what we hope is an NBA six-game main slate that starts at 7.30 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, We do have news that there's a possibility we may lose uh, the Toronto-Chicago game, so it may be a five-game slate, but hopefully that's the only game uh, in doubt at this point. So uh, good thing, good news is everything I've read uh, from Commissioner Adam Silver is they're not going to shut down. They're going to try to muscle through. Uh, As you see, there's been a a slew of signings on these emergency 10-day contracts, and some of the guys they're dusting off are absolutely hilarious. I I saw Joe Johnson just got signed, and I'm talking about, yeah, the like 40-year-old Joe Johnson from uh, the days with the Atlanta Hawks and the Nets. I mean, it's uh, they're digging deep. Uh, the Mavs had a couple of good guys they just signed, is Marquise Chris and Theo Pinson that contributed to a win yesterday. Uh, there's guys all over the league, Emmanuel Moutier, etc. So maybe we'll go over the full list here uh, tomorrow. But yeah, it is. It's interesting. They're getting it done. It is making it more complicated for uh, DFS. But as everybody that listens to this show each day or as much as they can, you know, for us here at Coach Talk, the more changes, the more confusion, you know, the more switches and late swaps, it's all advantageous to our members at Coach Talk because we're watching it 24-7. We see every transaction. We're following that through. And it's going to give us an edge. There's no doubt whether it's a a late swap to somebody in a game that was ruled in or out for protocols, or if it's understanding some of these emergency 10-day contract guys, are they actually going to be in the rotation or just sitting on the bench um, for extra bodies because you have to have eight to suit up? I mean, that's what we're digging in and finding out. So if you'd like to be a part of us, if, if you are already, thank you for being a member here at Coach Talk. We do have a drawing coming up on Christmas Eve, that's two days from now, for a $50 uh, ticket or just 50 bucks uh, to any member. We're going to do a random drawing, and somebody's going to win that as just a, a Christmas gift from Coach Talk. Um, also, if you want to become a member, it's dfscoachtalk.com. We have a multitude of options for your memberships, including uh, the one that has been really getting a lot of attention, and we've added quite a few members, and it lasts for three more days. It's going to end midnight on Christmas Day, and that's the 12-day of Christmas offer. Uh, Our man, uh, John Wehausen, uh, put out this uh, plan, and it's been wonderful for people to get to check us out. So, Any day you sign up, whether it's today, tomorrow, or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, you get uh, 12 days of all-access Coach Talk for 12 bucks. So you cannot beat it. So if you sign up today, I think you get through whatever that is. It's into January, so uh, January 2nd possibly. So do you know? Jump aboard, try us out. This is certainly the time, and we'd love to have you. If you're watching this on YouTube, please quick. Uh, real quickly, a thumbs up. Give us that thumbs up. We got the DFS Coach Talk reps repping today. 
thumbs up, hit the subscribe button if you haven't already, and two or three words. Great show. What do you think about this guy? Whatever. Uh, th that combination really helps us move up the algorithm on YouTube, so we'd appreciate it. And while you're at it, if you haven't done it already, there's a little bell in the upper corner. Uh, click that. That will let you know exactly when any of our podcasts post. And we are posting seven-day-a-week podcasts uh, in on YouTube for NBA, and we're doing them on audio uh, for NBA as well. So if, if uh, we also have a contest there for a free one-week membership to Coach Talk. Uh, if you're listening by audio and you give us a five stars and a quick comment uh, at the end of the month here, which is coming up quick, we will draw for a one-week free membership. So that is it. Uh, hit that thumbs up on YouTube. We're going to dive into this slate. I'm posting it a little bit later than normal. I wanted to try to get a little bit more news on the cancellations and the signings, if there were any. And this Toronto-Chicago game, we're going to talk about as if it's going to play. But remember, this game is very, uh, you know, possibly uh, canceled. So it may be a five-game slate. All right. No, no teams on the second night of a back-to-back. -back. That helps a little bit for sure. But we do have a multitude of teams uh, on a back to uh, first night of a back-to-back -back because we have a massive slate tomorrow that I'm really excited about as well. All right, the first game. Again, we get that extra half an hour than normal. It's 7.30 Eastern for all three sites, not just Yahoo. It's all three sites today. And it's Orlando, Atlanta. And this game is Atlanta by seven and a half, a 212 total, 102.25 implied for Orlando, 109.75 for the Atlanta Hawks. Coming into this game, Orlando is six and 25. Uh, Hawks just fell below 500. They're 14 and 15. We've got questionable tags on Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter Jr. Definitely need that news, but we'll definitely have it. So that is good because that would change the entire uh, prospect of this game. Here's the list of guys they have out, and it's amazing that they're still going to play this game. Uh, here's who's out for Orlando. Are you ready? Carter, Bomba, Brzdakis, Carter Williams, Fultz, Hampton, Isaac, Moore, Mulder, Ross, Suggs, and Mo Wagner. So you're talking about like, you know, they're barely have enough guys to go. If Cole Anthony and Carter go, it, it would be great. But if they don't, then, you know, it's going to be chalk city on guys like Okiki and Wagner. No doubt about it. Atlanta's not in nearly as bad a shape. They've got a probable tag on Bogdanovich. He's uh, looks like he may make his return after being out for quite a while. Tim, uh, TLC is questionable. He's been starting, but not doing that much. The guys that are out for them, no small group here either, but it's uh, a much smaller group, but key names, Capella, G Gallinari, Hunter, and Trey Young. So, man, this has been crazy stuff, but I absolutely love it. I love the edge it gives us. We are going to go on a run here like we have never seen at Coach Talk. I'm telling you. I see it. <clears throat> I know it's going to happen. All right. Pace of play. Orlando's eighth and Atlanta is 17th. So a bit of a pace up for the Atlanta guys. 
Neither team plays D, 28th and 24th respectively. So that gives this game a lot of interest to me. I mean, the 212 number is low. I mean, it, it really is. It's it's the lowest of the six games on the slate, but I, I don't think it's justified. I think this game has the potential uh, to get a few more points in it. So uh, if Orlando can, you know, if Anthony and Carter play, uh, then this could be a game and, you know, be within that seven and a half or less points. And I think you can get a, a decent turnout. So we need the news. I mean, it's very simple. I'm going to have exposure here, though. I like uh, Cole Anthony and Wendell Carter if they play. If not, uh, Wagner and Okiki immediately come into play and possibly Robin Lopez at 4-6. Uh, the nice part about it is, you know, uh, Wagner 7-6, which is mid-level. I get it. Okiki at 5-2 is going to be Chalk City if those guys are out for sure because that's a very cheap price. And he's proven that he can knock it out of the park. So very important to get that news. And then we'll be we'll have a couple guys probably from that side of the ball. On the Atlanta side, it's going to be interesting because John Collins now becomes the really go-to guy on this team. Can he step up with basically everybody else in the starting group out uh, and, and take off? So uh, definitely a, a major target here. Somebody... Maybe DeLon Wright, Bogdanovich, Herter, Okongwu could start at center, uh, which, you know, depending on how many minutes he's going to get, could be a, a decent punt play or GPP play, but he's missed the majority of the season. So you don't want to take a guy that's going to sink the ship, uh, but there are some great value plays here. We're going to follow this throughout the day. Uh, and all the way up until lock and then after lock, because this news uh, in all these games will be a moving target. Uh, but this game will know what's going on. We're going to get the coach speak and the beat writers information, and we're going to figure out uh, where these minutes lie. But right now, uh, you know, on the Atlanta side, Collins, a number one target, not going to probably reach for writer Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich is just uh, been out too long. I think he'll be on a minutes limit. The second guy that I like, though, from Atlanta is Herter. Kevin Herter's played through the majority of this. He's only 5K, and if he's going to get a huge run, he could be tough. Uh, one other guy that I'll mention uh, that, that could be the play of the day value-wise, and that's Cam Reddish at 3-7. I think he's in a perfect spot here. Remember, neither one of these teams play defense, so uh, and it's a, a pace up game for the Hawks. So uh, again, surprisingly, I like this game a lot. Uh, it could be literally for me. I know it sounds crazy, but it's depending on the news. This could be a 2v2 for me. And and quietly and secretly, not many people are going to jump on this game. But I think there's great potential here with the guys that are out. All right, let's go to the second game. Also, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. It's Cleveland and Boston. Uh, you've got two teams here on a, an island game, so no back-to-backs on either side. Boston's favored by five and a half. It's a 215 total. 104.75 implied, implied for Cleveland, 110.25 for the Boston Celtics. All right, we've got all the news here, just guys listed out. We don't have any questionable tags. Out for Cleveland, 
Allen, Davis, Mobley, uh, Nebhard, Okoro, Stevens, Valentine, and Windler. Amazing. For Boston, Hauser, Hernan Gomez, Horford, Parker, Richardson, Thomas, and Grant Williams. Um, Cavs come in at 19 and 2. Celtics are now one game below 500 at 15 and 16. So, what does that leave us? We still have some very key players uh, that look like they'll be in here with Rubio at 6'2, Garland, of course, one of the premier buy up spots at 9'7, Markinen at 6K. Uh, all possibilities, Dean Wade at 3'8". Kevin Love may get extra run, and we know he can get hot from three. He's only 5'7". Uh, from the Boston side, it looks like Schroeder's going to be back at 6'5". And then you've got both Brown, Tatum, and Robert Williams uh, all in. Brown and Tatum very high priced at 9'9", and Tatum at 11'1", uh, and Robert Williams is at 5'5". So the question here is, you know, is this game going to stay tight enough? I mean, yes, there's guys missing. Boston's pretty front-loaded there, and they're only five-and-a-half-point favorites. You know, the issue here is the pace isn't great. Cleveland 18 and Boston 19, but the defense is very good. Cleveland's third in the league in defense, so that could keep this game at least within reason. And Boston is 12th. So you've got two good defensive teams. You've got some high-priced guys. You know, I've got to really sift through this, but as of now, this this game's not looking like something I'm going to focus on. I think you can find a value spot with a Robert Williams at 5'5". Five, five. Uh, he missed that last game late because of personal reasons, so it's not like he's hurt or COVID or anything, so he should be fine to go. Uh, he is going to be backed up by Ennis Freedom, so, uh, you know, he won't have full board, you know, mid-30s, upper-30s minutes, but I do think Williams will get a decent run, uh, especially without Horford. All right, let's go on to game three. We've got the Toronto Raptors at, at, at the Chicago Bulls. This is the game that might not play. Uh, both teams just decimated right now. Toronto doesn't uh, – they only have seven players. You have to have eight. So let's keep a uh, close eye on this one, but we will review it anyway. Uh, right now, Chicago's favored by 10 and a half. It's a 213 total, 101.25 implied for Toronto, 111.75 uh, for Chicago. Um, let's see here. They may have already taken this game off the board. I'm just looking right now. Yes, this game is off the board. So there you go. We're not going to go over this game after, after all. I don't see it on my chart here. I'm going to update because this may have just updated as we were uh, talking here. Um, yeah, I'm going to check one more place because we want to give you the most up-to-the-minute news. And we don't want to go through guys that are not going to play. All right. I'm looking at Rotowire as my third check spot. And that, that Toronto-Chicago game is not listed. So I'm assuming it is a cancellation. So now we're down to a five-gamer. And that's what we'll skip to the next one. So we save, save time. 8 o'clock, Denver and Oklahoma City. 
Denver minus six and a half, 214 and a half total, 110.5 for Denver, 104 for Oklahoma City. Interesting game here, as all of them are with all this crazy news going on. Denver comes in at 15 and 14, Oklahoma City at 10 and 19. Not bad on the news here. This game is an actual sort of regular NBA game. Aaron Gordon is listed as questionable, and Jermichael Green are questionable. As far as the guys that are out, you have Bull Bull, Marcus Howard, and Jamal Murray. So you got your main, main guys in there for Denver. It's even better for the, the teens we call Oklahoma City Thunder. Trey Mann is questionable. Mike Bascala out. Everybody else is going. So this game is going to look like more of the real deal. And Denver's only favored by six and a half. So some interest here. I will say both of these teams are on the first night of a back-to-back. -back. That could have some effect. Not as much for the Thunder. They play a ton of guys anyway, and they're so young. But, it, you know, if Malone has an opportunity, uh, you know, to take a few minutes off the total for some of these Denver guys, he usually does it. So you got to be very careful there. Um, that 110 and a half implies a good number, though, for Denver. Uh, pace, though, isn't exactly conducive here. Denver 23rd, the Thunder in the middle of the pack at 15th. And then you've got uh, defense, not great, though. Denver 20, Oklahoma City 19. So that, you know, makes it that middle of the road, 214 and a half total. Um, as we look at this here, you, of course, the Joker, you could start every lineup with him every night and feel good about it. Uh, he is 12.6, so that's a bit of a punch in the nose. But again, there's 9 million pieces of value every night now with all of these moves going on. Um, other than that, you've got, you know, some cheap options like a Jeff Green at 4-1, uh, we need to see if Gordon's in or out because that would open up some minutes for a couple of the other guys in the rotation for Denver, like a Composo or Highland or Rivers or one of those guys, uh, Chanchar, Chanchar. Some of those guys may get minutes, but the regulars, Morris at 5'5", five, five, Barton 6'7", are, are, are doable uh, guys. And then on the Thunder side, you have SGA at 9'5", a pretty big number for him. He'll probably get some Will Barton defense, but, you know, if SGA's hot, he's hot. He's one of those streakier guys. Lou Dortz at 6'3". Giddy's all the way up to 7'8". That's a high number. The fact that he's almost in the 8K range is sort of amazing for that rookie. But, you know, you can bite the bullet at times and get some really good results from him. Uh, after that, though, it gets really shaky. I mean, all the rest of these guys, J.R.E. Favors, Baisley, Williams, Man, he's questionable anyway. Poku, they're all just GPP plays. They have a lot of uh, guys off the bench that just aren't going to do much. So, you know, if you want to look at one of the main guys there, you can. Um, again, not my favorite game in the group either. Uh, it seems as though when less guys are out, uh, you're not getting that usage shift to some of the other players or getting the value. And that's in this day and age, we used to look for one game on a 10-game slate where we could dive into that. Now it's almost every game. So I love it. I mean, I'm telling you, this is an awesome situation for us here at Coach Talk because we utilize, for, for those that don't know, and I know, I apologize if I'm on my soapbox uh, for those that listen all the time, but we're unique here. We put together our lineups 
we utilize everything. We do take all the information. We, we do utilize an optimizer. We do utilize into analytics. We also, though, utilize something different. We do a lot of uh, just studying of the games, the rotations, uh, who's on the court with whom, what the usage is, all of the information that you would basically scout a game as, as a coach. I mean, that's what I grew up doing and have done, and I've applied that to DFS, and that's why I've been able to do this uh, professionally. So we do that, and then we hand-build. We only hand-build a couple of lineups for each site. On DraftKings, we supply five highlighted players and the rest uh, of options to fill that. We follow those DraftKings guidelines. But we do a full lineup on FanDuel and Yahoo, both for a cash-slash-hybrid, which we play in 50-50s, double-ups, head-to-heads, and also in single-entry GPPs. That's the main lineup that we're putting out. We do put out a secondary GPP lineup, a little more risk, obviously, that you can enter uh, in some of the other con uh, contests. But we really recommend, you know, be level, be at level odds with everybody you're playing. Get in those single entries or, you know, the, the head-to-heads or 50-50s where you have an equal chance. It doesn't make sense if you're a normal DFS player, you're not a mass entry, 150 max and all tons of contests. I mean, if you're going to do that, great. That's that's really a separate entity of what we try to do here. But, you know, we recommend not wasting a lot of money in those contact, contests. Why do you want your one lineup against uh, a pro's 150? I mean, your odds become, you know, somewhat play the Powerball uh, thing, you know? So I, what we're trying to do is we want to build a bankroll sustainably over time, and we feel we have the method to do this here. And again, I'm not saying, well, you know, you're old school. You're just eyeballing these players. That's not the case. We're still using projections. We're still using ownership. We're still using what the optimizer spitting out. But we're not just utilizing that and just copying the opt optimal lineups and pl plowing them in there. We're taking those then and we're making our one or two lineups per day uh, and that's what we work on. You know, each one of these slates, several hours of work go into it by our team uh, to come up with them. Okay. I just had to share that and uh, and we'll move on. So we'd love to have you DFS Coach Talk. Try something different because what we have for the average DFS player, whether you're playing a dollar a day or a thousand dollars a day or even more, we can accommodate that. If you're a mass entry player playing 25, 30 grand a night, we're probably not the place for you. But I don't think the highest percentage of, of DFS players do that. I think most of them are in our uh, you know, demographic and fall into what we're doing. So give us a try. All right, Houston and Milwaukee, eight o'clock game. We have two left, an eight o'clock and a 10 o'clock. There is a late night sweat game all by itself. Uh, at the end of the slate. These two games are higher total than the rest. This one happens to be the highest. It is Milwaukee minus nine and a half, a 224 and a half total, 107.5 implied for Houston, 117 for Milwaukee, which is a big number. Both of these teams are on the first night of a back-to-back, -back, so we have to weigh that accordingly. 
definitely take a look at that one. Houston, 10 and 21. The Bucks, 19 and 13. We have some designations here. Probable for Christian Wood. So that's important to know. But we do know the guards, Green, Porter, and Wall, are all still out for Houston. Milwaukee, it's pretty cut and dry as well. We have four guys out. They're all good guys, too. Uh, Giannis, DiVincenzo, Lopez, and Portis. So we, we know what we're dealing with for now uh, going into this game. The great part about it is the pace of this game, and that's why it's the highest total. Houston's number one. They're playing faster than any team in the league. And Milwaukee, not bad, at 10th. They're getting up and down the floor. Houston doesn't play defense. They're second to last, 29th. Milwaukee is ninth, so that's something to take into consideration. But having some of the big wheels out, that usage going to the other guys, the pace good, the defense poor in general, this game, again, you know, a lot of times I avoid uh, the highest total game because it's just similar to the other ones. But in this case, this game is does deserve to stand out. And you, I believe you have to have some ownership here. A lot of options. Uh, you know, there's been uh, an interesting trend here. Armani Brooks, Eric Gordon, Garrison Matthews. Those three have all gotten a lot of ownership lately. I've tried all three of them. And really boom or bust. I mean, I've had some great results and some terrible results. So uh, I'm pretty much the backcourt in Houston right now. I'm feeling because Josh Christopher is getting in there a lot as well. And it's just uh, I don't feel great on my cash games. I, I will dabble with those guys in GPPs, but they're cheap. Uh, Brooks is five, Gordon five, seven, Matthews four, eight, but definitely not as confident there. Jay Sean Tate, same thing. I mean, he's he can be a really solid player for you, uh, you know, on your roster on any given night. But he is six six and uh, not as consistent as you'd like. Christian Wood, probably the best play on this side. I, I believe he's going to play. As we said, he's probable. Nine threes, not bad. Uh, you know, he gets to go against a Milwaukee team that basically is playing uh, Cousins and, and Mamu at uh, center. So <clears throat> Christian Wood could have a gigantic game uh, if he's back for sure with no minutes restriction. So we'll follow that very closely. Uh, Christopher, Josh Christopher, and uh, Shen Goon both deserve to be mentioned here as well. Uh, they've also gotten to some good numbers, and they're cheap at 4-1. And Shen uh, Goon's all the way up to 5-8, though. So it doesn't make it as easy of a value jump as it did before. But if Wood's out, then fire him up. That's for sure. I doubt it, though. I think Wood plays. On the Milwaukee side, I think you look at the two main guys. If this game stays under 10 spread, like right now it's at nine and a half, I mean, Holiday's 9-4 and Middleton's 8-3. So you're not having to break the bank. I'd, I'd like to play both. Uh, I mean, it's a little risky if Milwaukee blows them out. It's the first night of a back-to-back. -back. They don't get late run in the game. But, man, there's no Giannis. So, you know, there, there's other guys missing as well. So I still think Holiday and Middleton are two premier plays on this slate. And the two go-to guys uh, for sure for, for the Bucs. Uh, there'll be a ton of people going to Cousins again. You know, he's 4-4. I get it. Mamu as well is only 3-5. And they both uh, can pay off very easily. 
I don't have any problem going to either guy here, uh, but making that decision uh, could be a little tough. So that's that's what you got to dig in on. Um, after that, you know, Connington at 5-5 is a great deal. I mean, you look at what he's produced, and he's been the, the constant with all these guys in and out of the lineup, and he's been really steady. So he's a good, safe play at 5.5, and uh, no reason – why not to dial them up? Um, not as interested in Grayson Allen, George Hill. You know, those guys, I think, just, uh, you know, are a little shaky. I do love Jordan Awara. I mean, he's fantastic. But with Holiday Allen, Connaughton, those guys all back, Hill, you know, you just wonder how much run Nawara is going to get. Now, I know he's decent sized and, you know, they'll get him in there. Uh, when they're playing smaller with with uh, Cousins or Mamu, but I'm not sure exactly what his minutes are going to be. Uh, but at four or five, let's monitor that closely because if he's going to get, you know, 25 minute run at that number, you know, he's going to shoot the ball a ton and he can score. And he's been getting more than that, but some of these guys are back. So a lot of options in this game is the point. Uh, definitely deserves to to have the most usage uh, in this uh, when you're building your roster from this game. All right, last game on the slate, all by itself, 10 o'clock, Clippers and Sacramento Kings. Clippers are favored by five and a half. It's a 219 and a half total, 112 and a half implied for the Clippers, uh, 107 for the Sacramento Kings. Um, you've got the Clippers coming in at 16 and 15. The Kings coming in at 13 and 19. We've got out for the Clippers, Hartenstein, Hartenstein, Leonard, Morris, and Preston. So they got most of their key dudes going. Sacramento, Rashawn Holmes is the big news that we need. He is questionable, and that definitely changes their entire uh, rotation of their bigs. Bunch of guys out. Bagley, Davis, Fox, King, Len, Mitchell, and Queda. So they've got a ton of guys out. Uh, and where do we go from here? Uh, let's look at a couple of things. Island game for both teams. That helps. Then you've got good, good pace here. Clippers 11th, Sacramento 2nd. So we anticipated this. Uh, Gentry, when he took over, they were 14th in pace, just barely over the minimum and uh, or the mid-level. And boom, they're all the way up to 2nd. Uh, and their pace has been uh, really strong. I mean, they've played at the fastest uh, pace, and it's not even close for the last dozen games. So that is a great thing. Defensively, the Clippers are pretty tough, though. Fifth, so that hurts the, the, the Kings a bit. But Sacramento is not. They're 26th. So a couple of things here. This, this Vegas only has this a five-and-a-half point spread. But for the Clippers, you can't get much better of a matchup. It's a huge pace up to second. Uh, you have a team that doesn't defend. I mean, this game could be right there with Houston-Milwaukee in the most points uh, on the slate, most possessions, most DFS opportunities. So definitely like a lot of guys here. I mean, first of all, you start with Paul George. He's only a 10-9, which I, I know I say only, but he could easily be one of the higher-priced guys, you know, surpassing a few of these other guys. Uh, on the slate. I mean, he's still priced high, but not the highest. And, you know, he could be phenomenal here uh, in this game if it stays close. 
you always have the option to go to Reggie Jackson. Uh, he's, you know, in the mix. Uh, but they do have a lot of guys playing now with Kennard, Mann, Zubots, Batum, Bledsoe, Abaca, Winslow. They're all getting minutes. So that's the concern. You know, do you really count on somebody as the second guy to George? I'd prefer just to go to Paul George. But Reggie's up to 8-1. So now that he's in the eights, that, that puts a, a little bit of a question mark there. But definitely want some uh, exposure here. Probably just going to dial up. Uh, PG right right from the get-go. Sacramento uh, on the other side, Tyrese Halliburton, he's 8-2. So he's only 100 bucks more than Jackson, but he deserves to be, man. Since all these guys went down, he's been running the show. He's been tough. I think that, uh, you know, this game fits perfect for him as well. And 8-2 I don't think is unfair whatsoever. Buddy Hield at 6-9, getting a lot more run with guys out. Harrison Barnes at 7-1. Metu's been really solid at 5'8". And uh, let's find out what, what happens with Holmes. If Holmes plays at 6'4 without restrictions, he's playable. Remember, both of these teams, it's an island game, so they're going to play their guys and look for the win. Uh, if Holmes sits, though, it does open the door for Tristan Thompson or Damian Jones. Again, more GPP-ish because of the split minutes. I like Tristan Thompson. I think he's uh, one of the better offensive rebounders in the league. And I think uh, if Holmes sits, he would be the first guy on the bench that I would look at. But Halliburton, Hield, Barnes, Metu, all great plays, in my opinion. Uh, and I'm definitely going to have exposure here. So really, you know, to wrap it up, I like that uh, initial game, Orlando and Atlanta. I think it's going to go under-owned. And then the two late games, uh, Houston, Milwaukee, and Clippers, Sacramento, those three games will be the three I focus more on. I think you can grab a one-off for from Denver, Oklahoma City, or Cleveland, Boston, but those aren't going to be uh, where I'm going to be focusing. All right, that is it. We've got a five-game slate. Uh, you know, not what we were expecting, but you know what? We'll take it. Let's hope that those five stick because uh, you know we don't want to go any lower than that. Now, tomorrow is a massive slate, 11 games right up my alley. When we get to double digits, I jump out of my seat. So we have 11 games, fingers crossed. We'll see if we get all of them. But even if we lose a game or two, we're going to have a big slate tomorrow. And then Christmas Eve is completely off. Um, we will be posting a Christmas Eve podcast for the Christmas Day games. Uh, Crash and I will do that together. And we will uh, build a FanDuel, two brains are better than one lineup on that Christmas Eve podcast. But before that, tomorrow we've got a big slate. Tonight we're going to hammer this slate. I really like it, even though it's only five games. It's, it's a consistent, uh, good value, good buy-up option. So I think we just get right after this and get it done. All right, that is it, my friends. Uh, I hope you're having... Uh, a good week of preparation for Christmas here and that everybody's safe in their travels. And uh, while we're at it, we might as well crush some NBA DFS. Uh, remember, you got the extra 30 minutes, 7.30 p.m. Eastern is the start time tonight. So uh, definitely enjoy it. Get those. Uh, there's some free contests on some of the sites. Jump in there. Take advantage of those. And uh, 
We'll definitely get things together. I'll be here solo tomorrow and preparing starting tonight for that huge slate tomorrow as well. So really appreciate everybody listening in. Enjoy your day. And let's be back tomorrow again to crush it in NBA DFS.